What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Volleyball Source Podcast. It is Saturday, May 22nd. It's not often we do a show on the weekend. It's not often we do a show, a show on Saturdays, but when you've got a guest as big as this one, Mr. <laughs> Blair Band, checking in from Team Canada Training Camp in Gatineau. Um, Blair, how you doing? We're doing well. That was a nice intro. I like that. That. Uh enthusiasm thanks a lot for that <laughs> i mean it's true though you know there's not many people there like yeah man i i want to do a, a podcast on saturday at 5 p.m and you know usually i'd be like hey that's that's like my weekend but when it's blair band and and the boys like you, you, you volleyball source is blowing up volleyball in canada is going crazy we gotta we're going off here for three four months maybe so we gotta we gotta give the people what they want buddy it you guys are about to go on a on a ride like yeah. it, it's gonna be a, 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 a tournament like 30 straight days into vnl you know you're i'm sure you'll have maybe a little bit of time off another training camp then the olympics and then you've got norseka championships to wrap everything up 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 in the fall but kind of here in the now first of all how are you like personally how's how's the body feeling how's the head feeling uh i know you were injured a little bit at during this year um so yeah. how how are you feeling kind of as things are picking up back back with the maple of all these on the national team yeah being back has been been great i was able to get here kind of a lot earlier than some others just i think the way the german league was set up it was going to finish earlier than other leagues so lost out in semifinals then you know i was back home tack on a two-week quarantine but i was back home early april and had a nice time to get to gatineau and have a few weeks of prep here i mean and the last guy joined us Stephen marr two days ago so it's been a bit of a up and down for you know it's not a typical summer where okay everyone shows up may 1st and we get going it's been you know three guys sprinkling in here three guys sprinkling in there but yeah myself personally i feel good had a calf injury mid-season in Germany, but came back strong in the second half and then had a good chance to get some rest before we uh, get into this grueling summer of, of death, which will be amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it really kicks everything off with the, the most gnarliest of tournaments that we may have ever seen with a schedule yeah. of three days on, three days off, basically for yeah. for for a month. But uh, you mentioned kind of so so guys at training camp so far and just at uh, in Gatineau have just kind of been trickling in, as you said. Yeah, our first week was you know four of us: myself, uh, Jordan Pereira, New Libero, um, Gord Perrin, and Lucas Van Berkel. And we kind of you know we did small reps, small stuff, getting into it, and then we didn't really get into some six on six stuff till about last week. Uh, for about a week so it was that's also everyone's coming off to maybe three weeks off so you know we started up slow some guys didn't have the luxury of starting up slow they just get tossed into the fire right away it's kind of the reality of the situation make the most of what we got and yeah we're packing our bags and we're hitting the road tomorrow is that something that can be done with this team because other than you you mentioned jordan Pereira, he's the only really new addition to this team obviously danny and eric uh, Danny Demianenko and Eric Lepke, they haven't really been around, but they've been around at, at various yeah. tournaments. So they're not complete newbies. But is that kind of the benefit of this team is that, um, you know, there's there's not much gelling that needs to be done. Obviously, like, you guys want to be together. You want to knock off the rust together. But, like, for all intents and purposes, this is the majority of the same team that you guys had in Vancouver in January of 2020. Yeah, it's basically, like, just getting back together, fine-tuning, and... I mean, there's some growing pains just because we haven't played together for a while. And also we're coming off that rest, getting everyone ready physically. You know, the first couple of weeks, 
it's like your main training before VNL, but maybe not everyone's in the, the shape to be training full right away. So yeah, just fine tuning, but we do have that luxury of, I mean, it's been the same group for, for a long time. Um, like you said, out of the 18, 19 guys who are coming, we've all played together other than, than uh, Jordan and what he's bringing, he's fitting in quite nicely right off the bat. So it's, it's pretty good. I mean, I, you already answered one of my questions. I was going to, you know, it's it's interesting because obviously Stephen Marshall has always been the other libero for the past few years now. But um, with the retirement of, of Riley Barnes and Jason DeRocco, Marshall had to fill in on, on the left side. Kind of that, I, it's it's interesting to see because we haven't seen a new libero in there for a while. So I was kind of wondering how Pereira was doing. So to hear that he's doing good, he... Uh, this guy is fast this is the fast guy i used to think i was fast but this is a whole new level of fast so yeah he's doing really good he's he's fitting in good you know what Pereira was always a guy that every year i watched at mac add layers to his game you know and i i was always kind of wondering if he had it to kind of make that next jump onto the national team level so i was really excited just to see him on the roster and it's good to hear that that uh, he's he's uh, gonna do well and you guys are probably gonna need him because you're probably not gonna be too down to play you know 15 games in in uh 30 days so i'm sure he's gonna be uh be getting some minutes o- over the course of the vnl yeah it's a good he'll get tons of experience i mean like even already, just since we've been playing six six, he's like he's adding layers. It seems like he's getting better every day. He's a crazy defender. Like that's like the first thing that pops off. Um, and then he'll just get used to the speed that the rest of us are playing at or have been playing at for a little bit longer. But yeah, it'll be it'll be fun for him for sure. Are you guys coming into VNL with any type of expectations, or is it more so of a hey, let's use this time to knock the rust off, figure out our our game again? And let's get ready for the Olympics. I mean, it depends on who you talk to and if it's an interview or what, or what it is, I'm sure the, the right way of saying it is like, yeah, of course the Olympics is the most important thing, but I think the team is going into it. Like we want to make a statement. We want to bash some teams around. We want to kind of throw our weight around and there was no competition last summer. So everyone's kind of itching to go. And I mean, we want to be in the finals of VNL hundred percent. Um, now what that looks like because of, like you said, how the schedule is made, getting different guys in, getting different guys out, doesn't really matter. The expectation will still be there that that's what we want to do. Of course, it's gathering experience for sure, but, uh, I want to get, I want to get in there and be like, Whoa, what's going on in Canada here. Do you, do you feel that in the gym right now that you guys have that, uh, that ability? Like it seems to me that you know, a lot of guys are healthy right now and a lot of guys are feeling good. And a lot of guys like that roster has a lot of depth on it. And there's a lot of different looks that this team can give. Yeah. The depth is huge. Um, and you see it in every position and now we'll go with a bigger group. You know, we used to travel to VNL 14, switch guys in here and there, but now we're traveling with, again, you'd have to correct me if I'm wrong, but 18, 19 guys. Um, 17, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you lose track, you know, when you're, when you're dialed, you know. <laughs> but, uh, and then all those guys can come in and contribute. Um, and I think just with the year off, what guys have added to their game. So the last time we would have seen us is that qualifier. But, you know, we've had full pro season since then. Um, and that's a lot of extra games for a lot of guys who are new to the teams. Every, like, show and Slater look good right now the setters look good like it's, it's the setters look good and he they just waltzes in like he owns the go. place what's, what's up mr j blake it out how are you doing bro 
I'm good. How are you? Doing good, man. Congratulations on the new contract. Heading to the Plus Liga. Yeah, thanks. Heading to the heading to the Champions League as well. That that's b- both of you will be in Champions League next year. Yeah, we better not yeah, cross paths. Eh? <laughs> that 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 would be great. Like that 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 would be awesome. Jay, you've played you've played Champions League before. You've you've yeah. been, you've been to the dance before, Blair. I don't think you have. Asterix volleyball source. Yes, I have with Shoma. Oh wait, you're right. I'm sorry, you're, you're right. Quarterfinals, quarterfinals. That, that not bad performance. That's right, Jay. How you feeling? How's how's the body right now? I know you you had a long a season. You played a lot of minutes for Arcus. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel good actually. That like small COVID break actually helped me a lot. Put on like more muscle and my stamina's up now. So I actually feel great. Are you shaking your head there, Blair? They look good. I was just saying the setters look good right before he came. You can, you can, he can watch that online later. Yeah. How how do you feel heading into this VNL? You feeling confident? Uh, yeah. I just kind of overheard Van talking, but the all the guys look like they've improved. So that's huge. Um, all the spikers are stronger, so it's been nice as a setter to uh, figure out their rhythm and and make sure I'm getting them in flow. But um, yeah, like you said, the guys the guys look good. We're confident. I think it's going to be pretty fun, actually, with the bubble set up. Just like lather, rinse, repeat, volleyball. <laughs> play a game, review it, see what we can do better. Head back in, play another one, review it. Just like over and over, one-dimensional life. It reminds <laughs> I mean, me of like a Canada Games scenario, you know? like Or like some, some old like provincial team training where you're just on the same site like the entire time with the boys hanging out. Yeah. Like, it seems like it's the perfect place to kind of fine tune your guys's game, especially after such a long hiatus. Like, it's been, you know, a year and a half since since you guys have been together and playing meaningful matches. It's a perfect place to, like, you know, just cook something up in the pot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It'll give us time to, I mean, we know each other great already, but like, like, like Jay was saying, you know, like, there's not going to be much else to do. There's going to be a lot of restrictions out there. There's not, it's not, you know, hitting up another country and maybe have a free day to go explore it's going to be a lot of hotel and that'll take its toll too but as long as we tackle it the right way and you know what we want to do last year should help us you guys have been all together just like for so long as a group like is is that something that you know like spending that too much time together like it doesn't even phase you anymore Yes and no. I mean, I already hate this guy. <laughs> Been back for like two weeks. You know? <laughs> no, but it's, you know, it's, of course, at the same time, we know each other so well. Like a lot of us are best friends. And, and but at the same time, like anyone, you spend too much time with them, you'll, they'll start to scratch, it'll get a little annoyed here and there. But I, I think like the thing about knowing each other is you like knowing the guy needs some space to just reset and like go solo for a bit or whatever. Like, I think that your recognition of that is better than uh, maybe if you didn't know the guy as well. You would think like, oh, let's just spend a bunch of time together. It's going to be sick. And one guy's like, no, I'd like like a day where I don't have to look at you. That'd be great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we just know each other better so we know how to handle it. That sounds like it sounds like you guys are in a good spot. I'm uh, I, I won't lie. I'm very stoked about what is happening. Uh in, in that gym right now what do you like where do you guys think you rank heading in so i did a podcast with 51 vb a few years ago or uh, a few weeks ago and he had you guys ranked at 10th 
which I I don't know. I I think we could have we could have got a little little bit uh, higher, but you know, wasn't my rankings. Like, what what do you think about that? Like, I mean, it's a lot of good teams. Like to start with, like I mean, there's no easy games. It's like sixteen really strong teams. Um, but yeah, it's like you never like if you get everyone on their best day. I don't know where you're going to rank, but it's you're going to have a lot of tough matches. And I mean, we've been VNL, you know, finals. We've been VNL middle of the pack before. It all depends too, like circumstantially who who's going. But I mean, like we talked about our depth. I don't know if the, a lot of the teams have that same depth. Like a lot of those top teams that you historically think of, whatever you go. USA or Poland or Brazil or something like they have some depth is of course, but you see that first line a lot. So you start playing with that. Like if they want to run everyone like that, okay, be our guests. We'll see you at the games, but, um, 10, five, one, come on, man. But now we got it, but now we got to back it up. Now we got to back it up. So. Yeah. I think I'll answer this last question and I'll get on my way. It's the player band show. Come on. Yeah. Take my seat. But, uh, I just think like when it's a tournament, you don't go there to do anything but win. So that's like the goal. It doesn't really matter who's ranked what. We're going there to like go on a run, improve our game, see what we can do. And we're trying to hunt down winning the tournament. That's the point of having a tournament. So I think uh, if Rank, we're, rankings like, are for podcast guys. Yeah, if we're just like working <laughs> with that mentality, then we end up where we end up. But our, our goal and our sights are on on the top if we want to do great things this summer that has to be our mentality i think so one last question before before you go um you mentioned you know the offense is is feeling good right now how confident does it make you as a setter and how much like especially you because you set so creatively you like running the fast offense you like running the boys on plays you like getting into the offense this year like what did you average this year at arcus like four or five points a game like it's like there wasn't a game that you weren't on the score should be higher could you should, yeah, no. <laughs> should be higher, should be higher. But, but yeah. uh, no, I'm, I'm really confident with the guys. And uh, something that helps, like, you notice it when you come back from pro is just how easy the communication is with Canadian guys and, like, guys you know. So it's pretty quick getting back on the horse and figuring out, okay, like, this is how this guy likes to be set, this is how this guy likes to be set, this situation, that situation. So it comes together pretty quickly. Um, and, like, one thing that stands out for me is middles, like, playing with the middles here – their window of spiking is is big for me, my feeling anyways. So um, that makes me confident in the offense that I can kind of just like fire a ball here or there and I don't have to be like, oh, I got to pinpoint this thing. So that helps me as a setter. And then, I mean, the outside, outside spikers, they've come back with way more solutions, I think, than they had, well, it's been two years basically. So like seeing guys push tips, seeing guys like block, press out, like – all those kind of things that save a setter, it just makes me play freer because I'm not so concerned that uh, this, this one's not going to work out or I, it's not good, we're in trouble. So um, I think that just lends itself to the whole offense becoming, I don't know, more creative, faster. We can, we can build on some things. We can run more like faster overloads and more pipe hopefully in the, in the coming games. So yeah, I just, I feel pretty confident with the guys great i'm i'm stoked like it's we're what like a few days out now i think yeah, next friday yeah. next friday will be the first one so so we're like six days out now and then uh i mean 
go hard, but also also get some rest because uh, this tournament is gnarly. And uh, let's be honest, the big one is in August. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Good to see you. Awesome. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> Blair, you're just taking a beating over there. I can take it. I can take it. Is, is, <laughs> does, does this rivalry, like, did, did you guys play club against each other? I know you guys played university against each other. You were at UBC. He was the University of Calgary. I I don't know. Like, we crossed paths a little bit. So he would have been in Park Volleyball Club, but he's a year younger. So maybe my U18, he's on a U17 team. Okay, but, okay. Uh, we weren't all – I don't think he jumped up into – playing against the U18 teams. But, you know, we would have been at those same kind of like in Alberta, they're called premiers and you know, yeah. all the clubs 17 and 18 would have been there. So yeah, we've, we've known each other for, and playing provincial team together as well. A couple of years back when we were in high school. So, so it's, it's, it's been a while there. It's been a while. That's, that's one thing that I think the Canadian national team has maybe over like any, anyone like that core group of guys that you guys have been, have had, have been running together for a long time. Yeah, and like even if you just okay, Jay, but you can put Graham, like Vigras, he's the same year younger in club, Gord, BC, you'd see him at nationals. Yeah. Um, and all those guys who played junior teams. So like Jason, Rudy, uh, guys who have stopped, Steve Marshall, all the like we've all kind of seen each other, played each other, team BC, team Alberta, moving into university. That was like the OG junior team that really set things off, right? Because yeah. that team became like the core FTC guys and the core B yeah. team guys. Like you guys did Fichu games, games together. Like it was really a whole group of it guys. It was kind of like the, I don't know, you could call it like a golden year, like the 89s. They were like, like you said, junior to FTC B team and then impact on the A team, like a big, you know, five, six, seven of them. So. Yeah, that's that was really like the OG team. I mean, I've also talked about like the '91s team, um, and that one had Nick Hogue and and Van Burkle and and TJ Sanders and stuff like that. But your squad was really the OG squad. And I wasn't with that one. I'm '88. I I never played junior. Oh, you're right. I, you're right. That's crazy. I'm, 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 it's so I'm, so crazy to me that I'm hovering the, around. I know them, but I'm not there. You're the old man on I'm all the this, on, on the roster still. That's yeah. that's crazy. Um, I mean, age is just a number, you know, like <laughs> probably acting the youngest. So, I mean, hey, you've, you've still got that that youthful exuberance. You still you still got that fire to play. Like you still you still have that go. Yeah, I, it could have even blossomed a little bit, you know, like the the year off last year, I think did a lot for people. Um, I've like, not that I've it was wearing on us, but. But I've been getting like, that sense that like it kind of just let everyone relax a little bit. Yeah. That everyone got like a summer off. And yeah. let's be honest, um, I'm always questioning if like maybe the FIVB has like some insurance policies out on their players and they play them though so much that like they do get injured just yeah. because of like there's there's you guys literally go nonstop. Right? Yeah, like, if you if you did the math and counted the days, like it's weird to say like last year, whatever, we had, you know, three months off and you'd take care of your body and you'd do some other stuff or see family and everything, but organized national team volleyball basically. And it just like, I haven't done that for longer than basically two weeks since 2009 or something nuts, you know? So, um, I think it helped a lot of guys. Like if you had physical things you need to work on or rest or deficiencies, you, you got it going. If you straight up needed a break, boom available and then 
if you can't like, then, you know, you can see it now that guys haven't been with the national team for, for, you know, a full summer. It's that fire is, is, is there. It's, it's high. It, it must be kind of nice to be kind of back together after all that time, like kind of almost like it's, it's brand new again. Yeah. I think you saw that too, just with the way it happened with different guys getting back to Canada and having to quarantine. It was like, all right, now he's back. All right, now he's back. And, you know, it wasn't kind of just like first meeting. Hey guys, good to see you. Good to see you. We get it going. It was, you know, you, new guy coming in every, every second day kind of added a little bit of that pop to the group. And yeah, it was, it's, it's been fun actually the whole, like it normally is fun, but this one was, you know, a little different and that gave it a little extra stimulation. Uh, that, that, that gives me a good feeling for this this VNL. Not only this VNL, but this entire year because it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a good bit of a gauntlet. So you know, I mean, it's gonna be important that you guys are you know getting along uh, along together uh, as as a group. Um, yeah, I think we're we're on the road here for literally three months. So that's, that's, that's <laughs> I don't think we're coming back. <laughs> that's pretty gnarly. Um, there is there is one guy that that isn't going to be around, uh, especially Jay Duraco. Jason Duraco has been on on the roster for as as long as I can remember. He wasn't a guy that necessarily got a lot of minutes, but I always thought he was such an important glue guy to have mm-hmm. around the team. How, how much are you going to miss Jay uh, this this year? I think right now, like you do notice that he's not there. Like obviously we all know him and jokingly and what uh, like just what he brings for that and as a volleyball player, like, you know, technically like we do have depth in the left side, which is good, but you start like Riley's not back. Jason's not back. Eric Lepke comes in, but you know, if all those guys are here, that's, you know, seven, eight guys that are like, Whoa, this is what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he is one of those original guys. Like he's been there with that junior team and we've been all together since, like I said, started 2010, 2011 with, with uh, B team stuff. And so you do notice that he's not in the gym. Yeah, definitely. I, I I was always I've I've been saying for kind of a long time that um, his value was so much more than people ever saw, and I always I could always see that about how you know he was with the guys, how he was with the guys like off the court and on pra- at practice on on the bench, and um, you know I I definitely think that he's going to be a, a guy that will be missed uh, on the roster. It's just shows like we were talking about too, like how much we all know each other and how long we've been together. It's like anytime one of those guys is gone, it's like, it's noticeable. Like, you know, so yeah, you feel that for sure. But for one, when one uh, Winnipeg man retires, then another one come in, comes in with Eric Lepke and he's yeah. kind of one of the highly touted, like the most highly touted to come out of the U sports in a while. Probably yep. maybe since since Stephen Mara in the, in the past few years, but yep. uh, you know how has he been gelling with the team? I know he's played before with the team, but this is kind of the first real big uh, you know introduction to the 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 senior A team. Yeah, I think uh, like he was sprinkled in a couple of years, even with Antigua. He played a couple of tournaments with us, Hubert Wagner before call it I don't know three three four years ago even. Um, but yeah, now he's like basically fully integrated there, and he's also. I don't know. He's pretty scary now. Like if you knew him before he's made some, okay. Full season of playing in Italy, which is obviously a great experience, but like physically and whatever else he's been doing, it's, it's pretty scary. So I don't know. He's going to take someone's head off, I swear, but uh, it's good to have him and just like a youthful guy who's, you know, there to learn there to get better. And he's, he's doing a lot. Like I think offensively he'll really give us and serving. He'll give us like a big punch, like when we need it. 
you've been with this team for arguably longer than anyone else. Um, one of the longest standing members of this team. Where does this roster rank in terms of you know the past decade of, of rosters with the men's national team? Maybe, maybe a little bit less, I, I guess. A, some guys might get get mad at me here. Some old some old guys, but uh, no, I don't know. It's hard to say. I I don't know if I can really like. I want, want to say it's the best now. It's it's, because, it's it's early. I know. I'm prompting you. I'm prompting you early. Yeah. But. So, like in the last few years, it's the best. But I mean, just if I think of how we're built, where. You know, even in Rio, we were like same young and older guys, but some of the younger guys were, you know, more of the guys playing, more of the guys uh, out there. Obviously, it's team sport and everyone is important, but just like in that sense of it. Um, and now we like, I don't know what's going to happen with if it's young and old or it's just we have like experienced guys who are still playing at a really high level and young guys who are like, I'm sure they're better than us when we came in. Like, there's no way when I joined the first team, like senior A team or whatever, that I look like Jordan right now. And there's, I don't think when, when Gord or, or these guys joined the senior A team that they look like Lepke does right now. Like, I'm not sure. So I think just all of it, like holistically has just gotten a bit better. And uh, even, even for, you know, the older guys, like I th we're still trying to, push ourselves and stuff not saying the the old other guys weren't or anything but it's just like it's competitive in there like it's and as much as we all love each other like each other like it's gonna be a bit of a bloodbath here for for this vnl 14 and an olympic 12 man roster so yeah that's that's gonna be tough like that's you know i, I had um a few people message me being kind of like so who's the 12 like who are we cutting and like there's there's a lot of difficult decisions there I kind of want to bring it back to, I have this memory of Blair Ban and it's 2014 World League. And the matches are either in Vancouver, the matches were in Vancouver and Edmonton. I can't remember which one I saw you at, but you're not on the roster. Like you're in the stands in like your civilian clothes. And I still remember, you know, like the game was finishing up. I can't remember if we, we won or lost and like you were already like heading out. And, you know, like once, once again, like you weren't on the roster fast forward two years later and I'm talking to Dan Lewis and he's telling me pre Olympics pre decision. And Dan Lewis is telling me why Glenn's going to pick you to go to go to the Olympics and, and be on the roster. So what happened in between those those two years when you were, you know, like not not being picked uh, as as the libero? And not even not even kind of in the fourteen to you know you're going to the Olympics and now you know five years down the road you're an integral member of the squad and you know one of the top liberos in the world. Ooh, what happened? I mean, like if you think going back to 2014 in my in my memory, I'm thinking there's decisions that are made at that time based on you know maybe I wasn't ready and then other younger like Nick was coming up and you know roster spots were allocated for, you know, maybe we're only bringing one libero, we're bringing extra left side. So now you're traveling the world for nations league and someone who is maybe a little bit more ready to help the team or isn't quite ready, but might be like a really big piece sooner or later. I don't know. So I think that happened uh, a couple of those years. Like I, they, were, they were only traveling one libero at that time when it was a 14 man roster. So you would have like 2014 world championships. I didn't go. 
yeah, yeah. Only only Dan went. Um, and the Nations League before that, I was playing sparingly, some some weekends, some not. 2015, I started going a little bit more, uh, playing a little bit more, and then 2016, qualifying and and uh, World League. It was just I don't know. It was just me and Dan basically going at it, playing playing good, playing our best, and that was a cool relationship just the way we you know we're rivals and and pushing each other at the same time and i think i didn't know it then but i would know it now and he would have known it then that it was just like about being who could be the best for canada at that moment maybe you know it wasn't about like ego or me going or he going or anything like that and i that's something we're trying to pass on now to the team as well like it's you know there's going to be some broken hearts but it's you know it's collectively for canada who needs to be there. So whatever happened, I'm glad it did. Um, but uh, I think for me, it was just consistency a little bit. Like if I broke it down, I think those years, more games, more consistency. That's why it also is great for younger guys to get into VNL earlier too, I think. Um, because you just, there's nothing, you can't compare anything. You can't compare drills or training with the A team as the actual thing, like playing against, you know, some of the best volleyball countries in the world, like teams in the world. And, and, you know, now we're one of them and we're there and we have that training, but you still can't replicate going up against some of those teams. You know, you have to go out and do it yourself. We really saw this team succeed kind of 2017 was, was definitely the peak so far of, of this quad. Um, you know, that's when you guys got bronze at World League and it seemed like, you know, the team was clicking at, at, at all levels. Do you think we're kind of looking like that team again? I think that team had really nice, like new infusion, like Stefan came in, tons of new, young, like new guys like Barnes, Show, Riley. You could name off a ton you know what i mean like guys were coming in and it just like all that energy really added to that like it was just like new it was exciting and i think what i would say now about our group is i think we're just smarter and we're more mature and we might have made some mistakes in the past where we you know didn't ride that wave as much as and we know we're probably going to play our best when we're feeling that way so i think now maybe we got small blessing from that break and, and COVID situation and who knows what, but you know, everyone's going to talk about this being a bubble and there being no fans at the games and all this. And it's like kind of negative noise, but I mean, we're going to ride it. And like, we're going to have some guys on that court where when there's no fans, like you're going to hear us. And I think that's, you know, we're going to, that's going to help us a ton. And so I think this group could have the edge. <laughs> Yeah, it, that it, group, but tack on like three years of like getting getting it going. I mean, it, it's been like four years. Two thousand seventeen, yeah, two two thousand twenty one. That's that's four years. That's a that's a, that's a lot of experience, especially for a group who's you know there's it's pretty much all the same guys. Yeah, yeah. I think you like you tack on mileage, which is one thing, and age, which you know it's a factor. But that ex, like we just. We're building a bit of a brand here for the Maple Volleys, and uh, we want to show it now. Yeah, how important, kind of, as as those other guys are coming in, you 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 alluded to it a little bit before, but how important is passing on that um, that torch? Because I really found that the, what the big difference to me was between 2016 and 2017. You mentioned there's so much turnover, so many guys mm -hmm. were lost from that team. Gavin, you know, uh, Fred. 
Simak, uh, Lewis, all, all of these guys that had been there for so long, and it was a new generation, but it seemed like the leaders on the team did a really good job of making sure that the young guys coming in knew exactly what their culture was and knew exactly how, you know, like, you know, how like the Maple Volleys played and, and acted. So how important is that to instilling to guys like, you know, Lepke and Pereira who are, who are just coming in now? I mean, I think it's even, it's changed a lot since then. And it's, you know, it's something we're like actively working on. Like even this morning we had basically a meeting about stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's ever changing to, to the team, to the group, to the personalities, but yeah, it's something that I don't, I feel like really strongly about, you know, personally. And I think the rest of the group does too, is like helping out those guys, but also pushing those guys, but knowing that they're pushing you too. you know, I think historically you kind of have a young guys and an old guys situation and it's like kind of natural progression of things. But I mean, we're, I like to think we're not really about that. You know what I mean? And, you know, there might be some situations where that, that happens. Like tomorrow, some younger guys will carry some different bags or something like that. But I mean, hey, Lepke yeah. might be playing in, you know, the Italian league. He's we're bringing playing. so many bags to Italy that everyone will have an extra bag. So that doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, that's something that, you know, leadership guys on the team, older guys on the team, you want to put – put back and and hopefully those guys can take the good parts of that and then make it their own and you know even make it better for the next 10 years that's that's great that's exactly what we kind of want and i feel like that was was almost what was missing before you know and like when we were younger and before you know you were on the national team back in 2007 i think we were ranked or 2011 when everything started we were ranked like 27th in the world like losing games to puerto rico and the you know brazilian military team and now there's you know now you guys are a top ranked team in the world and can legitimately play with with anyone and i think that culture was so important i keep on getting friggin' robo calls so i apologize to anyone who's listening that's that's like the third one third one that i've gotten this one was from milpitas california U- usa so thanks. that's right let's get him on the let's get him on the show <laughs> um uh so just just to jump into uh Nations League it you know it's we've talked about the schedule it's going to be a grind um but like wh- how do you think um it's going to to be with like kind of the new guys and like figuring out when the new guys are going to begin getting in against which teams because the tournament for you guys is very top heavy you know, you play like you start off with the states, and it's a bunch of the top teams. So, how do you think that's going to be decided? Is it going to be equal? Or is it, is it going to be more situational? I mean, there's there's smarter people than me to figure that stuff out. But I think uh, if I had to guess, I'd say situational or just testing different things out. Like that is the the best part of VNL is you know you can use it as a, as a tool. Um, like I said, like my mentality and the team's mentality, you know, we want to win games and we want to do things well. But as far as what the actual tactics of the, of the group will be, you know, the staff will, will figure that out. And I don't know, you know, if, if a group gets hot and they start going on a streak, maybe they keep it going. But, you know, if it's, if it's getting a lot for different guys and, and, you know, there's, there's a ton of science and different measurement stuff out there these days. So we're keeping track of guys' health and, and how they're feeling, but yeah, like the, the big one is, is after the VNL. So 
I'm not sure exactly how that will look, but I'm sure there will be some sort of method to, to keep it reasonable for everyone. <laughs> you guys, as, as I mentioned, your schedule is a bit of a banger schedule. You start off with the U.S. You can't find an easy game. Like It doesn't matter where you start. Like You go through the whole list. You're not finding one team. Absolutely <laughs> not. Like Slovenia is a, is a sneaky good team. They always oh, yeah. have real good showings at the European Championships. Oh, yeah. Now they're going to be playing with the big boys. Um, yeah. Germany always going to be strong. Poland, Russia, like no, you can't find one. You can't, can, find, you, one. You can't find one. Can we talk about Argentina? And is Argentina a bit of our kryptonite? Like, are are they the one team that we just like don't match up well against? Because it seems like they've they've had our number on a on a number of occasions, a number of important occasions as well. I mean, like the main one you'll think of Olympic qualification, obviously the first one there. Yeah. Um, but then you know we we beat them in the vnl that same year mm-hmm. uh, in argentina mm-hmm. uh, i mean there's they're strong and they're skilled and they play fast and they dig a ton of balls and we you know we're physical um and we can dig some balls and block some balls too so i think but you know argentina won their their pool in rio like mm-hmm. they're like they're like those and they actually I don't know if you looked at all the rosters, I'm sure you'd find similarities, but that core group has been together for a long time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, I'm definitely not going out there saying anyone's our kryptonite, but I will say if we play strong against them and play, like, I think in the qualifier, we were he- like a hesitant team, mm-hmm. big pressure moment. And maybe like certain things got away from us, but you know, if, hopefully we've worked out those strategies now that, Things like that won't happen anymore, but you know they always could. But um, definitely, I think they—they're like a, I would call them a headache team for for anyone because just the, their style of play, fast and, and super skilled and, and great at defense and long rallies. They're a they're a country that has so much depth, and that we've seen so many different iterations of their national team over the years, just yeah. because they have have so many guys. But you're 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 very much right, like that first generation of guys with you know Soleil and Facuna Conte and you know yeah. DiCecco like that's a, that's a pretty damn damn good lineup yeah. out there uh-huh. but I definitely agree like I you know if you go down down the lineup there's the potential of of beating legitimately every single team and you guys have beat uh, every single team is there yeah. one game in particular that you always look forward to, to playing as like, is there one team that you love matching up against I mean you like playing against the states because it's the states yeah that's it's always like the, the fact that we're getting a Canada versus USA banger. Yeah. Um on, right off the hop. Yeah. Right off the hop. It's it's noon Eastern time. No. So uh I don't know, like we I have a Discord for volleyball source and it's it's pretty international. So we're already throwing down uh we're already gonna be doing a live voice chat for it. And there's Americans in there too, so there's there's gonna nice. be a lot shit a lot of shit talking. It's gonna be a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah, and then I mean like when I first started with the team, like anytime you played against Brazil, it was kind of like, whoa, you know, and like, I think now that we've played more and we've gotten better and we've beat those teams before, you know, you don't have that woe factor anymore, but those are, those are big teams in the Like they've been top three in the world for, you know, a long time. If you look Brazil, USA. So, I mean, those are the, you know, we can think about us strongly about us too, but those are the guys who have been there and like, you want to knock those guys down. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think this team has that has that ability? Are we are we going to be knocking some teams down at VNL this year? We're knocking heads this year. We're we're, we're putting the head down. And we're going through the wall. <laughs> is it kind of like are you guys going to be employing like a grinder mentality? Is 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 that what we're going for here? I think it's 
kind of in us. Like that's when we play our best ball, everyone's kind of just going for everything and scrapping it out. Sometimes it's pretty, sometimes it's not, but it's definitely uh, an, an identity thing that, that I like to infuse. And I think the other guys get behind that too. Do you feel that like you guys over the years have established a style of like maple volleys, volleys ball, volleyball that is distinct to Canada and distinct to the way that you guys play and that potentially you guys bring that to, you know, your pro teams uh, as well? I'm not sure for all the other pro teams. Like I know for, for some of us that play together, or like I played this year with Van Burkle and like we were definitely trying to bring that mentality to overseas. You know, you don't always have that. It's, you know, more of a, of a job sometimes when you're playing pro. And I don't like thinking of volleyball as just a job. Like I like to be there, have a team, have a culture, bunch of boys working towards the same thing. Um, so I like to bring that to, to my pro teams as well. Uh, it helps if you stay in the same place for a long time, obviously, but, uh, yeah, I think if you ask, like when I talk to spectators or friends and family, they, when we play our best and obviously it's important games, like when we qualified and, and stuff like that, they say, like, the first thing they say is like, you guys look like you're having a blast out there. You know what I mean? And it's like, you're really going and that's easy to say because that probably is what it looks like when you're winning. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're trying to do that even in, in tough moments, even when you're losing. And if we lose and we want to, you know, can't sulk, we got, like you said, three games, we got the game the next night. So we got to bring that identity. And the, the more you work on that, the more you train like that, it's just easy to get. Like, like you said, that's our, that's our ball. So it's, it's not like we're needing to find something anywhere. It's like, that's just how we do it. Like in training and in matches. Yeah, this as we've said before, this schedule is absolutely gnarly. Three ga- d- days, three straight games, three days off. Another three yeah. straight games, three days off. Like even club kids would have a hard time with that. So uh, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to to watch. Um, speaking of uh, professional volleyball, you just signed a contract with Friedrichshafen uh, yeah. of the uh, German Bundesliga. You've been in the Bundesliga for quite some time spent a few years there all with all with Durin, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but so, now you are going to be heading over to Friedrichshafen they are the uh one of the perennial powers in in the Bundesliga coach mm-hmm. Mark Lebedew is heading as heading over the Aussie head coach how are you, are you excited to be heading back to the Champions League and you know c- going to be competing with one of the big names of of CEV volleyball yeah no I'm I'm pumped for it um and Lucas Van Berkel is also coming, which is which is sweet. Oh, Van, Van Berkel's coming too. You might have to edit that out. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but maybe not. It might not matter. But anyways, um, yeah, like I'm I'm looking forward to that. Like seven years in Dern. Um, seven years. It, seven years. Seven years. Oh. Arguably our best season last year. Like same. Actually, a very similar feeling there uh to team canada just in the sense of a lot of the same guys i played five six years with seven or eight of those guys and you know it was the exact same team from the year before um but yeah it's there was a a younger german guy there uh that is is doing well and and he'll kind of take over there and i was able to move on to to free yourself and join a champions league team and you know it's a change of scenery it's uh it's gonna be good i'm I'm really excited for it you need that sometimes (laughs) What would you say? Sorry, I just said like the change will be. I'm looking forward to it because you know, like seven years in the same place is, is a long time. So it's it's nice to get are a new they, a new place. <laughs> are they going to have a new stadium by then? 
they were playing this year in kind of like a, I don't know what to call it, like a convention center uh, that essentially doubles as a stadium. Uh, and they're, I think, staying in there um, as well. Because, yeah, that gym they had, which was pretty iconic gym and there for a long time, and had a lot of games in it. It was just breaking. So they had, had to find a new home, but they did. I heard it was like the gnarly, the gnarliest thing where like basically they did an inspection one day and it was just like, oh, no, like there's like rust or whatever and we need to knock the whole place down. And by the end of the week, it was gone. Yeah, I don't know the full stories, but it was it was something like that, like safety inspection and this place could go at any time. So you're not here anymore. And they quickly found a new home and, and luckily it wasn't, you know, just a small fix up gym. Cause you know, I mean, we had no fans, so it might not have mattered, but you know, you like to play in a, in a big, good place. And next year, hopefully there will be some fans and it, it should act as a good, good arena. Now, like you, as we mentioned, Fridgeshofen is a champions league team. They yeah. are, you know, one of the, it's the upper echelon of European volleyball. Do you feel maybe, maybe you don't care about this stuff, but do you feel that maybe you're a little bit underrated because you've never played for uh, one of the big clubs in Europe and never really got to showcase your, your talents on, on, you know, on that level? You did the one time at Chaumont, but even, you know, the French league yeah, is, yeah. Is, yeah. is a little smaller stature than Germany or, of course, Poland and Italy, Russia. Yeah, there's, I wouldn't say underrated thing. It's just, it's just harder to, mm-hmm. to I mean, foreign rules and stuff. And like kind of every year you go, okay, what's the goal? you know, Poland or Italy. Okay. We'll see the spots. The spots are there. The spots aren't there. Maybe there's two, three spots. See what they're looking at. Get on a team's list. Maybe you get it. No, another guy got it. Okay. No problem. You stick around in, in, in France or Germany where, you know, the, there isn't such strong foreign, um, foreign leagues. And, and, you know, if I went way back to the very beginning and I could have made some choices differently in the career, maybe I would have, but also like, I will never, like I gained so much from you know, staying in, in, in Durin and, and, you know, friends and family, my girlfriend is from there. Uh, all of it, it's like, it's, I wouldn't change any of that. Now playing in one of those leagues would be awesome. And who knows, maybe there's still some chance. You're but, a libero. Uh, You've got a lot of legs left in. You. Yeah. You know, you I go know. too hard, man. My knees are starting to hurt. I'm, I'm diving too much, <laughs> but no, let's, uh, I would have loved to have been in one of those leagues. And, still and I still would. Um, but I definitely don't, uh, if anything, I'll just add it onto my shoulder and just say, all right, guys, I didn't make any of those leagues, but let's, let's see what band can do. I mean, I, I'm sure once it's all said and done, the boys at Kitts Beach will uh, welcome you back with, with open arms. I mean, if you go top leagues, you go uh, Italy, Poland, third is Kitts Beach. So I got to, I got to get back there, especially last year, no summer, no back there, like no van open. Dude, van open is going to be a, like, once van open comes back, it is going to yeah. be uh like, it's going to be a scene. But that's the cool thing that happens a little bit. Like obviously the, the Corona situation and everything has its downfalls, but you know, when, you know, when whatever happens and you can get going again, like, it's like, Oh, we had a, like same for national team. We had a full year break from national team. Now we're gunning to go. Okay. Van open had a year break, maybe a two year break. Oh, it's going to be, now, a, it's going to be now, a two year break. With yeah. The, and then, things are going yeah. But then you get it going. That's going to be a good time. That, that is, that is going to be a good time. <laughs> are, are you going to play in it again? Or are you just going to be a spectator? I mean, even when I'm playing, I'm kind of a spectator, but <laughs> 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 no, I, I mean, I would love to, 
be back in Vancouver for summer or sometimes in summer, I play as much as I can, whether it's just heading down to the challenge court or playing in a tournament competitively, I, I would always play. How was it for you to win that berth in Vancouver? You know, like you, you spent so much time there at you at UBC. Like, what was it like winning it in front of those people? That was pretty fun. I mean, there was, that was really fun. Cause there was a lot like whatever, call it four or 5,000 people maybe at that last game. I'm not sure, but it was close to that probably. And, you know, I'd probably crossed paths or recognized a lot of them, like a lot of people from UBC or national team stuff, or just people that, I mean, obviously a lot of people there are volleyball people. So if you're in and around Trinity Western UBC, like a lot of those, you cross paths with a lot of those people. And, you know, I was nervous at first because it's like, Oh, you have Olympic qualification where everyone knows you and, you know, hopefully you do well, <laughs> but, you know, kind of put that aside and just, you know, realize everyone's there like to support us, to support me. And yeah, I just remember last point team Sally get the big Tokyo head. And then I had a group of guys like in the corner. You might have even been I was I, well, I, close I, by. Maybe, if I maybe, maybe. It's, it's a, just a group, a group of buddy. Yeah. A little fuzzy. But a group of buzzy, uh, a group of buddies who were also a little bit fuzzy and just jumping in there with them. And then Gord came over cause he knew a bunch of them too. And we were just like all jumping around together. It was like a great, great moment. So yeah, it was, it was really cool. And you know, now that was to qualify and now we got a year break and you know, hopefully those same people are going to be watching us in Tokyo and got to, got to make them proud again. Buddy. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, they will. And yeah. it, it was such a, such a great moment, uh, especially because historically uh, we haven't really done that well on home soil. You know, like if you look at the North Seca Championships, just just that fall, losing to Cuba in the semifinals. Yeah. You know, you go to the, the first uh, Olympic qualifiers back in 2016 where we, we lost to Cuba. Pan Am Games, losing to Argentina. Like, t- t- historically, Team Canada has not done well on Canadian soil. And it like that one was so special because not only like in the way you did it, but you kind of got the monkey off of your backs in, in, in that scenario playing, you know, in front of one of the best crowds that we've seen in years. Yeah. I mean, they've done really good in the VNL stuff lately. Like when we play in Ottawa, like it gets going in there too, but yeah, I would say like that, that crowd that night, especially because, you know, you're down to zero, like the, you could just, lose it like it's not like you know you get these fans in germany that they'll they'll clap all from first whistle to the end it doesn't or there's a fan club you know but you know we start losing and the crowd gets a little bit quiet but you know when we turn it up and you know the third set and get going like it was it was rocking in there it was great i i won't lie third set is kind of when the the me and the uh the kids beach boys started chirping lopez yeah. Um, <laughs> it was all you guys. That's, 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 you know what? Uh, Seymour, we, we all know him and love him. He's been doing some of the beach podcasts with me. Uh, he was right, right there with me and we, we were going hard and I, I think we got, a, we got under their skin. Like there was, there was definitely a shift kind of in, in that yeah, third totally. set. And yeah. you could feel the momentum change and the energy in that building change. Yeah. It was really special. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've gone over this a lot and having different, calls or talking with friends and they always ask like what happened what changed and i i don't know i think we just kind of stuck to the plan you know like it's not like anything crazy and the first two sets were close maybe we were not feeling as free but you know kind of when we opened up that third and really got out in front 
and you start seeing the wheel spin on, you know, some subs coming in from Cuba, it's not going great. And then, you know, you go into a fifth set, obviously anything could happen. And, but we, you know, like it was it just literally turned and like, it was, you went from playing a really close game to just being super free. And like, we got to do this. We got to do this. We have to do this. And, and we did it. Yeah. It, it, all of a sudden you guys started blocking balls. Nick Hogue came in and started being an absolute weapon, like yeah. vintage Nick Hogue scenario. Yeah. And it just seemed like you guys could do no wrong. It was, it was yeah. truly one of the best games I've ever seen you, the the team play. And it was, it was yeah. a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's <laughs> down, down 02, win at five at home. You're going to the Olympics. That's like that's tough to beat. That's, that's real tough to beat. That's literally like what like stories are written about, especially yeah. for a guy like you who played his university ball. Yeah, you know, exactly. and, or a guy like Sclater, like Sclater, who like was like the top ranked guy for basketball, chose volleyball instead in his hometown, go, going yeah. off the way he did. Yeah. Is you know like is that kind of the stuff? Like, is is it those moments that fuel you? I, I don't think I really realize them until after they're done, you know, like in that moment, like, you know, we're pretty focused on what we want to do and, you know, what we're there to do. And there's, you know, I'm thinking it's, you know, my parents are there, it's hometown, and you, but you don't really realize it all until afterwards, I think. So, I mean, of course it's, um, it's important, but that's, it's kind of afterwards that you like look back and you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's definitely one that that you'll re- remember forever. Hopefully, maybe uh, along with another one that that could come to to Tokyo. Yeah, you know it's good some- <laughs> th- there is, however, like you know, th- th- there is uh, has been some rumors uh, about how the you know the Japanese people aren't too happy about the Olympics coming and w- with everything. Is that something that kind of worries you that they might get canceled? I mean, it doesn't really worry me, not in the sense that I don't think it couldn't happen, but, you know, it's just, what can you do? All we can do is train and hope to be there um, and be as prepared as possible. Um, You know, you'll see some news article here or there. They pulled X amount of people. This amount don't want it. It's kind of noise in my opinion. So, and it's, you know, they're valid points from them or from whatever it is but you know yeah it's out of our control and so we'll just do our job and hopefully we'll be there (laughs) speaking of of the olympics you guys were there in in 2016 and how important is is that experience going to be to kind of be able to come into that event and like kind of keep your heads down to get the result that that you're looking for yeah the experience was i think rio was just so brand new for everyone and then you know we talked about different things or distractions or this and that, but you can't really prepare for that, you know? So you just gotta, maybe you talk about it and then you go and you experience it and then we can have it in our back pocket now in, in Tokyo. I think again, there will be just different versions of that now with how the games are supposed to be ran, like no fans and there'll be strict uh, protocols here and there and stuff. So again, it's just, you go there with a goal and you, you know, you set yourself up, to do what you got to do to make that happen. And and that's kind of what each guy works on individually and the team as a group. Realistically, like, is, is that goal the gold medal? Like, is, is that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. That's, yeah. that's good. I mean, it's, it's just like, I mean, Jay kind of said it earlier. It's, you know, like, do you want to, you don't really want to train all day, like basically give your life 
to volleyball, you know, to, to go to the biggest tournament that you're going to play and, and participate, you know, and like, you know, results aren't the most important thing at all times, but in this, in this scenario, you're pushing yourself to get that goal. And if you don't, you know, okay, but you did a lot of work to like make yourself better at things and as a person. And so that's where you want, that's the top of the mountain. You want to be there. What needs to happen between now and then? Because obviously, you know, you probably couldn't go out today, t- tomorrow and, and win the Olympics. You know, what needs to happen as a, as a, as a team to, oh, I, I, or like, <laughs> hey, tell me otherwise, please. I just mean, you know, everyone's in the same boat right now. Everyone's getting their gears going. <laughs> I, I, I guess you're right. You're, you're, Who's you're a little grittier right. than the others. <laughs> no, but I, I'm just, I know what you're saying. Um, but yeah, like, what, yeah what's, what's got to happen? I think we're going to fine tune things like, Jay was talking about the offense. I think if our team is serving well, it's going to give us, you know, we've always kind of blocked defense. Offense is doing well. If we can ramp up the serving, serving is, in my opinion, what's going to keep us with those top teams and put us in chances to win those big games. Um, Whether you're talking getting out of your pool, getting into a quarterfinal, winning a semifinal, you know, winning a final. Um, That serving aspect, I think, was a really big serving reception, obviously. Um, but yeah, just adding small things into our game. Like everyone has made a lot of strides, I think in this last year, like you'll see it right away. Like, okay, guys are getting going now. Guys have been training for a week. We're going into VNL, but you'll see it through the VNL. But even just from being with the guys who've been here for a week, you can just tell they're, they're stronger. Like Slater is stronger. Show is stronger. Um, you know, there's competition within every position. So guys are going to be like focused dialed trying to do their thing so just those small details i think um i said it about like a skill it would be getting our serving going um and then and then from there it's just you know staying consistent because you know like you'll see i think that's what makes the best teams like you know you can't really go on runs against them like they're they're just too good (laughs) and then you create your own runs so that's you know that's where we what we want to do do you think the Maple Volleys are more of an offensive or defensive minded team? Hybrid. <laughs> like, I just, I think we have tons of options in, in offense. And I think then, like, I, like if you compare us to Argentina, I don't think we're digging those balls. But, you know, between the block and, you know, guys not being scared of taking one off the shoulder and someone ping pongs the ball to the outside and, you know, Mar comes flying in and does something like that's, where we get those transition points, you know, that's what I was kind of saying. It's not so clean, maybe. Um, from the old teams, I think the, this this team in the last years or now is more offensive than we've been before. Like there are options everywhere, and then, like you know, you well, you had Gav. Gav was a huge part of the offense, Massive. and then Gordon Nick. But you know, like those guys are just getting stronger and better. And like you know, if they're maybe not that like peak peak like strength or whatever you want to call it, which arguably they could be, you know, they're like Jay said, like more shots, more, more savviness or something. Now you got show show is Gav 2.0 with probably a stronger shoulder uh, and probably higher and blocking is like show is a triple block by himself. It's the only way to beat him is, I'm not going to say it because then other teams will watch this, but it's like crazy. It's crazy. Like it's, and then, you know, Schlater plays faster. He's stronger, new dynamic. You know, you can't help in the middle art art is 
spiking middle balls over the antenna. It's so it's, you know, we have, I think we might've been a more block defense team before now it could still be better at that, but it's the offensive punch can like, it can really be there. How I, I'm, I'm going to ask you, and I mean, you don't have to answer for him, but I, I'm very relieved to hear that show is doing good because, you know, if, if you're a fan of, of uh, this show, you, you know that like he had a rough year this year in Perugia and very rarely saw the court, you know, mm-hmm. and I personally think that you know, you don't go from scoring 309 points in a shortened season the year before to going to scoring 13, and that's you know all all in your end. You know, so I really yeah. I I think that you know the world is going to be able to see what Shawan Vernon Evans can do once again he, in, in this VNL. Well, just the way he is, like it's like okay, that obviously sucks, but you know I don't think he slouched his head and, and shut down. You know, I think he worked out and he did some things and. You know, at the end of the day, if maybe you know a situation you're not going in, you, you're just there to improve yourself and basically probably set himself up to be his best here now for us. And, you know, like same thing as maybe some of the foreign Libro thing, like a little, put a little chip on the shoulder, like, okay, I didn't play. This guy got to play over me. This guy got to play over me. Now we're at VNL. Now we're at the Olympics. Let's go. I, I definitely agree. And I've, I've been saying that as well, that, his demeanor off the court, like you could see him, like Leon is posting on Instagram, like going to barbershops with show and stuff like that in, in Perugia. But then every time he did come in for Perugia, you could see that the team enjoyed his presence as, as well. So I, I, could, I could definitely tell that he was still being the positive guy that he is. So I'm very he's, stoked. He's going to be an absolute monster, like an absolute monster. There we go. That's That's absolute. it. You, you, you guys heard awesome. it here first because it's yeah. been it's been a while since we've had a show show. Yeah, um, it's gonna be. Everyone likes the big guy who can smash, and they're they're gonna they're gonna see a lot of that. How, how much fun is it for you to to play on a team like this where there's so many different offensive options and so many different? Not that fun. I get hit by the ball every time. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, in, in practice, but like you know, in in games, like does that change your approach? Because obviously, like the blocking and defensive scheme is going to be different if you've got Sclater in the front row as as opposed to yeah. Show. So how no. much are, are are you aware of that, and how much are you are you preparing like you, yourself to to go through that? Yeah, I think, I mean, you'll have different, you know, based on guy's strength or whatever, you'll set up somewhere, even if you have a smaller middle, they might run more through him. But I mean, just to speak to the fun side of it, it's, you know, if I get a ball off the floor or someone else gets a ball, like, you know, we make a nice dig or we get a touch and, you know, we can get the ball in a good spot, basically anywhere. The guys have the tools to, to score the point. You know, I, it's not always, you know, I, it's a little bit different in international because there's a lot of strong players everywhere, but you know, sometimes if you are playing smart in, in pro and stuff, you know, they, they might not be able to get out of a high ball situation or they might not be able to get a fastball from a weird, you know, ping pong deflection dig or something. But like in our group, just the way we go, it's, you know, it can kind of be anyone and they can maybe recycle, like they could all do everything. So it's like, it's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> when I, when I talked to TJ, he, talk to me about kind of the difference of, of how he views the pro game versus uh, the national team game and how you guys approach it d- differently. Whereas the pro game, you're playing all of these different teams and there's so much turnover that it really comes down to more like the athletic plays and the, the athleticism. Whereas on the national team, it's much more systematic and it's much more of, of that chess match of how, how to match up um, 
uh, against the other teams. Is that something that you take into account too, or is that just kind of like the setter's perspective? No, I'd agree with that. Like, I mean, you're hopefully trying to get that going into pro, but sometimes, you know, like you said, you're playing the one team two times in this, in the year. Uh, maybe you'll play them again in the playoffs. Uh, so those matchups, you know, they can, they can change quite a bit, but this, and then you have, well, it's longer season, but arguably less time, or maybe you're not so into systematic development. Like you come back and you pick up on the, on the same foot that you left off last summer, like we do in the national team. So, I mean, even for us, like we know what we want to do, but there's still stuff like we're trying to add or see, like, can we change this and maybe create an, not a new system, but like new things to add in that, you know, will help us generate more points or give us more chances to, to block defense or something like that. But definitely that approach on the national team is, is pretty good. And it, it's just getting harder with all the teams because teams are getting stronger teams play faster. So, you know, like when I first started, it was pretty much like stand here, the block's going to stand here and you stand outside of that. And now you dig those balls, but now it's like, okay, there's, guys coming out of every direction. There's a hole here, that set. You can't tell if it's going to the middle of the outside, what's going on. These guys are throwing balls everywhere. They're spiking balls everywhere. It's, it's like, it's chaos. So we're trying to adapt uh, the systems to like kind of the current game, you know? Do you think the throwing of the balls is going to be in the game much longer? Yeah. Yeah. Great, greatest play in all of volleyball. <laughs> really? Even from a, a libero point of view? Yeah, but it's a libero who's really good at it. So... <laughs> We're not talking about short court here. We're, you know, we're talking about in in the games. Like you, you no, think. it's so it's it's. I mean, it's a hot topic, obviously. Um, but and some of them are on the limit or past the limit. But you know, what's what's the difference between being athletic and fast touch on the ball? Okay, some of these like I throw it in, I go two hands and I launch it out. Yeah, like those are gonna be those are gone because now you'll have challenge. And you'll just challenge no touch and they'll be like, what? And then they'll look at it and you'll see who had, so the throws are probably gone okay. because Good. I think you can just challenge it and you can see that the guy wiping threw it out of bounds last. Now, if it's like, it's harder to see, but you know, which ones I'm talking about, you yeah, know, yeah. you watch enough volleyball to like, okay, the ball's there. I threw it in. Now I threw it out. I think teams will just challenge no touch and you'll see that the offensive guy threw it out. But some of this like on the line, left into the middle i mean it's just an athletic play fast contact with the hand it's just like it's a one hand set just the other way so the guys sometimes they're really dunking it now that's up to interpretation and but i think it's here to stay because it's just the way the game's going you're playing fast you can't always full extension spike everything so you got to start dunking balls and it's awesome there's <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing the gourd left hand dunk in my yeah. in my head and gourd's the best of just letting that ball pa like pass by oh, the blockers go but down into the seam between the antenna yeah. and the block and just putting it putting it down with the left like the times it looks illegal is just kind of when the super athletic guys do it yeah. or the super high you know what i mean you know you get some of these smaller left sides and they're you know chins and shots or poking balls like it kind of just looks like a small guy play but you get guys like gordon the balls coming and then you know all of a sudden this tip is like vertical <laughs> you know there's no over the block play it's just boom i get why people don't like it but i mean I think I, i'm fine with those ones it's just the the chuck and throws that yeah. No. You'll, I like, you'll see, like we've in the years before, like it was kind of 
I think teams just weren't onto it or they were scared to challenge it because, you know, what do you challenge? You, you, you're going to an umpire and you say no touch and he's kind of looking at you like, what do you mean no touch? Like mm-hmm. the guy just yeah. made the block, but and he's like, okay, yeah, our blocker touched it. But the last touch was actually the guy who's, who's throwing it out of bounds. So that one will be interesting. Well, uh, you have to just see who's ahead of the curve and who's willing to take run the risk of taking a challenge or if guys just start pulling their hands and guys start throwing balls out of bounds. So how is Gord's, uh, how, how is it playing defense against Gord right now? Because he was a little bit injured back going back to 2019. He definitely wasn't his, his healthiest self, but I feel like he's one guy who really benefited from the time off during, uh, last summer because he lit up the Russian league this year. Yeah. And you know, so, so how, you know, obviously you've been defending a lot of his, his shots. How is it playing against defense against Gord? Is it, do we got vintage Gord back? Yeah, I think so. He's lurking around here somewhere. He might hear his name and pop down, oh, but yeah. uh, no, he's like, like you said, the Russian, you've had a great season. Um, and yeah, since we've been back here, it's, you know, not dealing with any type of injury. You know what I mean? He's playing healthy. Like, of course we all have our, our bumps and bruises, but he's, he's playing healthy. Um, he's just, smart like you know like just sees line and he twists it line or like he has the ability to go up and go outside the middle sharp or he sees the hole he plays fast from different times or he plays super high so he just like chips hands sometimes like he's just smart he can do everything you know like you've if you've been playing at this level in pretty much every big league in the world against all the best players in the world for 10 years you get pretty good at, at a thing or two so um no he's I, I pick him up sometimes, but he's, he's right. it's hard it's hard to to kind of figure him out. You know, I, feel, I, I get the blockers going against him more than the defenders. It's going to be really like it's it's tough to even say like who is going to be uh, like a quote unquote starter for the VNL because there's so much depth there and that there's so many different looks. Like especially on the left side, yeah. you guys can kind of run through all five of the guys on the left side, um, yeah. almost plug and play. Yeah, I mean they all kind of bring different stuff to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you look at, you look at Nick, Mar, Gord, who are kind of going to do everything um, and are just big physical guys. And then you have Lepke and, and Steve who are, you know, going to control the ball, going to be crafty, going to play fast, going to do different things that that's still also at like a pretty physical level. Um, yeah, it'll just depend on on matchups and then what you need versus different teams. It's uh, it's going to be exciting. How how about for you? Like, are you looking forward to you know playing at that level again? Like, is is there certain things that you need to work on playing at that that level again? Like transferring from uh, the pro league to national team. Yeah, I think just you get back here and you just realize it's like, oh, guys are spiking hard. Um, guys are spiking high. Uh, guys are serving hard. So it, it takes a bit of time for me kind of every year to, you know, if, if I'm playing in my Bundesliga games and stuff and you don't see the same, you know, you play Berlin, you play for yourself and they have some, some, some of the bigger name national team guys sometimes. Um, but that's, you know, that's not every game, you know, and that's not in, in training every day at this consistency. Like there's still great players in the league. Um, but here it's like every guy in every position, you know, can serve at an international level and can spike at an international level. So, you know, now it's not just getting a good read, being in a good spot. I got to worry about, you know, 
sometimes they can hit over the block. Sometimes, you know, the serves are, are dropping from different angles that I'm not used to seeing. Um, guys can normally serve all directions instead of, you know, maybe just five, six or, or, or one side of the court. So getting used to the speed and just, you know, kind of being ready that more, more can happen is uh, a transition that I go through normally every year. How many years do you think you got left in you, like playing for playing for the National League? Are you guys gonna, are you going to be one of those guys that like is Lewis who plays all the way until the end, or is there going to be a point where you're just playing professionally? Like, well, what, what do you have? Have you thought about that at all, or are you just kind of riding that wave as long as you can? Definitely crosses my mind, um, but like right now, it's all different factors, situations. You know, I could definitely see myself still going. You know what I mean? And that just at the same time, I could, I could see myself moving into, to something else. Um, obviously volleyball related, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you stick it, stick around. You'd be a coach or something. Sometimes well, I just be like still playing, still okay. playing, still playing. Um, just I'm, right now I'm liking what's going on. So it's, you know, it's hard to, it's really hard for me to like personally for me to say like, this is my, my last dance or something like that. You know what I mean? It would, it would never be like that. It would just kind of be like, I'd have to make that decision later or something like that. I, it's, I'm just, I'm not basically, I'm not ready to make that decision yet. So we'll right. see. Maybe a few more. <laughs> like, are you, like, are we looking at Paris 2024? Like, is that a possibility? Like, is that in the cards? Uh, three time, three time Olympian sounds pretty good. <laughs> um, but There's yeah, no, we'll there see. is no Canadian volleyballers who are three time Olympians. Yeah. I might have known that too. So, Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> might might be on the list. Might be on the list. Um, but yeah, we'll just see. I'm right now. I'm taking it like basically a year at a time, and uh, I'll have to double check what my summer schedule can look like with my my girlfriend. But uh, I don't know if she'll watch this. <laughs> are Are you going to get a, a a round of jort court in this year? Is that in the cards? If we can, if we can, it's got to be in the cards. I'm not sure what the end of the summer. Will look like for you know, like you said, there's a Norseka and all that. And I, when, I don't even know when those are, when it is. Do you know where it is? Like it's supposed to be in Canada, end of August. Oh, it's in it's in Canada, end of August. In Canada, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, then yeah. I'll see you there. That's great. Yeah. That's so perfect. Supposed to be right, like like everything is these days. But uh, yeah, so you know, if you're ending national team in September, George Court gets a little hard. If some things aren't happening and there's some August time in your life. Jort court gets pretty possible. Yeah, that would, uh, that would be fun. Um, at, it, it's, it's another one of those things like the van open that we've just haven't had because of, uh, <laughs> did, or wait, did you guys have it last year? No, there was no Jort court last year. There was a push for it, but it was a logistical nightmare to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. How important has Major court been over the years for your training for the Olympics? Probably the most important thing. That mental break is really what sets you up to be able to push, push for the gold medal. And I mean, Hey, aren't you guys going to be wearing denim on denim for one of the ceremonies uh, at the Olympics? Jork court is, is right there in there. You with know, the we're uniform. already, already prepped for it we're already we're already ready for that i think you should just rock those out when you guys come out of the tunnel you know just go rogue from what the, the you know the coc gives you and just rock the jork court shorts i mean it, i haven't seen that jacket so it is pretty close but you know it's it's the canadian tuxedo like it's looks good on everyone yeah i guess i guess you can't really uh you can't really mess around with that look no 
Yeah. So how how much time you guys got like before you leave for Italy? Like it's got to be pretty imminently. Yeah, we're flying tomorrow morning. So we got a uh, Ottawa, Toronto, Toronto, Frankfurt, Frankfurt, Bologna, Bologna, another Italian city. Small bus ride. Boom, Rimini. Wow, that's a <laughs> <laughs> who set up that schedule is frank still around like what's frank doing over there we have a new frank named uh cass she's she's great okay uh, but wow. first year no, no first year time. this year so that's that's also a tough task to take on but uh, i don't think she set that up i think they got some travel agents or stuff like that but i Yikes. i mean i think that's it is what it is it's it's covid travel and we'll get there yeah, you'll, you'll get there. Do you guys have like we'll a Normatex or anything to keep those legs fresh while while you're there? We got some stuff. No, we got some. We got some tech. I'm I'm a little like. You, is there any notion if the like you guys are going to be able to watch some of the women's games? Like, is is that a thing or like what's how's that working? To be honest, I don't know. I know there is a document available that you could read. Um, I just you, you just chose not to. I I understand. I would never read it. I'm staying focused on my task. Yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not you know you're not there to read the I, documents. From what I've heard, the like the guys teams and the girls teams are like they're both in Rimini, but they're at different places. Um, and then I'm not sure if they're playing in the same venues. I think they have some sort of uh, one of these like convention center things that are mm. now made into courts. Uh, but I, I, gathering think the, I don't think the paths will cross that much, and I don't think. It'll just be, hey, we're Team Canada. Can we go watch Team Canada women? Like, I don't think that. I don't know. Maybe you could put in a request and yeah. transport yeah. health and safety protocols, get into a game. But it seems, I don't like, know. It seems like a bit of a stretch. There's some tough. <laughs> I don't want any rep, rep, strict reprimanded here. Yeah. So, <laughs> There's some tough protocols. <laughs> oh, I, I, absolutely. I'm I'm sure that they've got you guys like you know going to be tested every single day you guys will be happy to know we get i think an hour of pool and i think beach time per day though okay they'll be happy to know that and i think we get our own space and get out get some sun get some activity in all right that's not um, bad it's not i don't think we're confined to our rooms do you from think, what i know do you think do you think you guys are going to be training much in between or is those going to be like some strict strictly rest days like because it seems to me like if you guys went all the way through you know like pr- like practice every single day that might be that might be a bit much on the, the old body yeah from i mean from regular vnl schedule you know you would typically have a, the three days on travel day possible rest day then you'd have two three days to kind of get going again but again that what does that look like because you're about to go into three more games in a row so i think there will be on court time those three days that you're off now will they look like a typical practice probably not uh for some guys maybe you know if they did play didn't play it'll we'll put we'll let the coaches earn their money here like it'll it'll be tough you know you had a big group you're not used to traveling with that big of a group and you'll have like six five six guys every game not even dressed so there will be, you'll want, you know, maybe if those guys aren't dressed, maybe it's for three days, like maybe they're practicing after or before, you know, mm-hmm. so there will be tons of stuff to figure out once we get there. Um, but uh, yeah, basically just trying to stay healthy the whole time is, is the priority. How good is it for you guys? The fact that you guys get to play all of those teams, like literally heading into the Olympics, you're going to have played all of those teams only a, f- a few months before. Yeah. I mean, we've, 
some guys I'm sure or other guys have already been doing work, like looking at some of those teams, like we know our pool, we know the schedule, stuff like that. So you're, but you know, getting to play them now, there'll probably be some sort of chess match between the coaches for sure. Like who you're playing at the Olympics and who you're, but at the same time, there's so many games, there's so many scouts, there's so much video out there. Like you can't really hide anything. So then it'll just be like, we're playing them. We're seeing them now who can, you know, bring the best game and be the most prepared when the time comes. All right. Well, I look forward to it. You guys kick off the VNL tournament uh, just in six days on May the 28th, noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, the games are going to be streamed live on cbcsports.ca. So if you're in Canada uh, or know how to use a VPN, you can watch all of the Canadian games on, on cbcsports.ca. Of course, we'll have uh, that link. You linked into that on, on the website. Uh, otherwise, if you want to watch all of the tournament, like the tournament's going to be gnarly. Eight games yeah. a day for 30 days. It's just pure volleyball madness. It's amazing. It's it's my my eyes might rot themselves. That's there. good for you. You better out of, out of my get head, some caffeine. You, I want to see like full analysis of everyone. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. I gotta I gotta make some dollars here uh, uh, yeah. as well. But uh, guys, if 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 you haven't bought your pass for the volleyball world tv yet do it because as i said eight games a day it's going to be uh gnarly you're going to see this guy go off for 15 of those days i mean maybe maybe 12 let's say well we got to give you a few games off i'll take what i can get ready to go anytime i don't understand that yeah. other guys i mean hey like <laughs> once again uh, august is the goal but uh Man, the VNL is is going to be sick. Uh, I I hope you guys stay. I hope you stay healthy uh, yeah. and and help happy in in the process. I know it's going to be a, yeah. a, a big one, uh, but yeah, I, I'm stoked for it. I'm I'm just stoked to watch you guys play again. It's been so long. Yeah, it's, it feels long for us too. You know, so it's like the fans or spectators or anyone hasn't seen it. And last memory was you know the positive one of the qualification. So we got to make some more of those. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything we haven't covered today? Is there anything you 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 need you feel the need to talk about? I just yeah, no, not really. I think that we went through a lot there. That was pretty damn good. Yeah, we we we, we went through a, a lot of stuff there. We had some a guest a guest appearance there, and uh, yeah. What well, so? What's next? You guys just chilling for the rest of the night, getting ready for uh, getting ready to head out in the morning. You guys leave first thing in the morning. Yeah, airport. Nine nine thirty, I think. So something like that. Nothing too crazy. Nothing. Getting good breakfast in and hit the road. But yeah, cleaning, packing. That's the what we did for Gatineau here. We're here for three weeks and don't know when or if we're coming back this summer. But planning on. So we're just packing up, buckling up, and getting ready to go. All right. Well, dude, thanks so much for taking the time to come chat with me today. And uh, best of luck. Safe travel uh, tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we'll be catching you next week. I'm stoked. Right on. Awesome. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Ben. Thanks a lot, guys.